Hello, this is Jacqueline Lowe from Grace That Reigns. I'm back with Bob Kelly. Welcome back to my series called Fall Into the Light, where I showcase incredible witnesses' stories of God's presence, love, and grace working in our lives. As you might recall, in part one, Bob was happily being successful as an entrepreneur and thought leader and executive at Microsoft. He had just retired with opportunities galore when all of a sudden, He was diagnosed with colon cancer, and that stopped him in his tracks, but led to a profound discourse. Bob received an incredible healing through the grace of God and a new start to life. This is part two. It's just as inspiring as part one. So if you haven't yet listened to part one, I invite you to go back to it. But right now, let's begin part two. Hello, Bob. Thank you for returning. How are you? Hello, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm well. So in our last conversation, Bob, we ended off with a story that you described as being a God moment. A large and unusual bird had smashed into your window and left an imprint on it that very much resembled the Holy Spirit. Prior to that, the night before, I was praying with you and I mentioned the work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in prayer. And it was the first time you spoke to me and prayed with me. And this event settled you and confirmed to you that we were on the right track. I'm being very honest with myself and very honest with, you know, the listeners here that um, these are not things that I would normally say. Yeah, and I'm so honored that you could be so open to us right now. But I'm saying them because that's what happened. Bob, I wonder how you bridge this gap. You belong to the corporate world. How many people in the corporate world would really understand the story? Yeah, that's a that's a really profound question. Um, you know, this is one of those questions that goes a little bit back to, you know, sort of that, did I get this because I wasn't living my life faithfully enough? In the corporate world, I'm, I'm, I'm known for, for being a person of, person of integrity and, and high standards and, and good fun and let's, get, let's really get stuff done. And, I, you know, I attract a lot of talent because I've been given a lot of gifts. But this would be a really radical conversation to have <laughs> with anybody in the corporate world. You know, the good thing is um, I had already left Microsoft by that point. Mm-hmm. So so I did not have to confront this in the context of Microsoft, which would be, I think, actually quite challenging. Um, but I was still, you know, I still had a lot of friends there, and, and I, I shared a lot of this story with people. I shared the journey with a lot of people from Microsoft and, and other friends. And, you know, uh, I don't know what they've taken from it at the mm-hmm. end of the day, but I, I know that... Um, I know that what I've taken from it is, you know, I've been I've been blessed um, beyond beyond the norm. No, oh, that's fantastic. It's now um, almost ten months after the fact. There are words that come to me, and both of us discussed it last night. It was magnitude, gratitude, cancer survivor, and journey. What do these mean to you? <laughs> uh, now that's also a complicated question, right? Uh, I mean, so. I'll take them in order. Magnitude, right? I mean, the magnitude is sort of this notion of grandness, mm-hmm. um, you know, just sort of like uh, magnanimity. Mm-hmm. And I have, um, I've always felt blessed because because of my successes and 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 the things that we've been able to do professionally and personally. Uh, but magnitude means a lot more to me now. It means much more about kind of the the sharing of of the of the sort of graces. 
Yeah, that's that's so true. The gratitude. Um, gratitude is is another complicated word because uh, you know what I would I have wanted this? No, of course not. Um, but it has been an ex- it, it has been a blessing in in every way. I'm unfortunately now likely much more likely to, than most people to get a recurrence of cancer. That's a bummer. But but at the end of the day, um, it's sort of put my eyes on a bunch of the right things, including my including my own health. That's just a better position to be in. Right, cancer survivor. Right. That was a hard one because because I had cancer in my mind and and for for what I knew, I had cancer for two weeks. I didn't know I had cancer. Mm-hmm. I had cancer for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I get right? it. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I had cancer for two weeks. Obviously, I had it for much longer. Right. But but so cancer survivor has been one of those weird kind of constructs where it's been hard for me to confront it. Mm-hmm. Ten months later, you know, mm-hmm. that's just truth. I'm a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. and you know, um, so you know, I want that to be true for the rest of my life. I want to be a cancer survivor for the rest of my life. This is powerful stuff, Bob. And that's just something I've had to get my head around. Um, and then journey, uh, another complicated word for me. And why is that? Um, I have always been a destination guy. Uh, I've been driven. Uh, you know, I was 17 when I left home, uh, went to college, got my undergrad at 21, entered the PhD program. At 23, I was done with the PhD program. At 27, I had my PhD uh, I had an accidental career, as I call it, by getting into Microsoft as a temporary two-day contractor. Mm-hmm. 21 years later, I was a you know corporate vice president, one of about 130 people in the company running the company, uh, all about driven to the end, wow. to the destination. Mm-hmm. And this, this experience has really taught me um, very much that the journey is really where the joy is. The destination brings joy, too. Um, it brings a level of satisfaction, but um, but journey has been, you know, one of those things where I've had to just you know, take a breath, recognize that that um, even in my own sort of frailty of faith or my frailty in anything else, uh, the journey is kind of where 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 truth is built. So it's been it's been a complicated year. I can tell, Bob, that you have reflected a lot about your life. Well, I've noticed this year that you've really enjoyed in your journey your family life. Oh yeah, very much so. I mean, like, you know, this is one of the things. This is this is another one of those great blessings, right? This didn't happen when I was at Microsoft and traveling the world and running multi-billion-dollar businesses. Mm-hmm. This happened after I had sort of left, not just Microsoft. I had left my other professional gig, which was the general partnership. Mm-hmm. So I was given the grace and the time, right, to have this happen then. What that has also meant in this weird COVID year is, you know, I've got two, my two eldest uh, girls are, are, are on the East Coast in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. My son's in Texas and, you know, we're graduating our youngest, uh, this, well, he just graduated, so he'll be off to college in the fall. Um, but what it's given me is just this really intense sort of focus on just enjoying every every moment of family. I have a, you know, I'm a, I'm a grandfather for the first time, right? I have a grandson who's a year old. You know, we're just we just focus a lot of our time these days on on family and and traveling to see them or FaceTiming or hosting. Mm -hmm. And it's just even in this weird COVID world, there's just this incredible, incredible ability and focus on on family. So I have a thought for you, Bob. You know, they say that God's timing is not our timing. And you're telling me how you work so much in your life. You never really had time to hang around with your family. 
So maybe this was the best time. The COVID lockdowns meant that you had to stay at home more often and therefore afforded you the opportunity to spend it with your family. Um, that's a really great insight. Um, I've always been um, very focused on family. You know, I've, I've, we, my wife and I have made very intentional choices mm-hmm. about, about the way we raise our children. And one of those is they will all, they're, they're always surrounded by family. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the belief in my mind when, when people say to me, you know, how did you raise your children so well? Mm-hmm. There's the blessings of, you know, a blessing of Christ and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's also that we just have so much family around that there's a, there's a shared experience. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I've always had that. But, but you know, when you're, when you're running multi-billion dollar businesses and traveling the world, you don't really have that much time for, for all that other stuff. And so, um, yeah, I think this has been, you know, again, one of those reset moments. Hmm. So it's quality time with your family is great. So what does it mean now with you and Anne-Marie, who's your wife and mm-hmm. your family? What does it mean that you're living life? You know, there's so many weird things about this year, right? So, you know, for example, um, uh, when, when most people talk about transitioning from, you know, into um, empty nesters, right? That is a that's a hard change, right? Because you're you have your kids till you drop them off, and then all of a sudden you go home and there's no one else there, it's just the two of you. But the COVID year has been an incredible blessing in that front, mm-hmm. where we've actually, because I'm working from home, we're actually around each other more today and more this year than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. So sort of like living the life now now is, in my mind, yeah, there's all the stuff that comes with, you know, the complexity of, of having the cancer and the, and the surgery and the recovery and, and all the fears and joys, et cetera, that come from that. I mean, you can't imagine when I got the news that, that not only did they have a successful physical surgery, but they, they got everything and I'm cancer-free. Like that was mind-blowing to me. <laughs> yes, right? yes. And the fact that you and didn't so, have to go for radiation or chemo. I did not. No, I mean, I, you know, it's one of those, another one of those funny stories that takes too long to tell. But yeah, I mean, I didn't. Um, and, and as a result of, you know, all of that, I just now get to live the life that I, I, I've wanted, I've chosen, mm-hmm. uh, and the context is right to live that life. And so, you know, my wife is a very type a very driven person herself mm-hmm. she plays volleyball five days a week she goes she's on multiple boards she she is a very intense athlete and very intellectual and a great leader herself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um um so by not having to work as hard as i was working now she has all that ability to do that too mm-hmm. so there's a lot of phase of life stuff that's going on in this whole thing too it's 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 complicated as you can imagine yeah, it's it's wonderful, but I think maybe you've, you've you've learned that the both of you. Do you slow down a little bit more now and take time for some silent prayer? I'm putting uh, on you on the spot. More than I did prior to this. <laughs> okay. Right uh, mm-hmm. now, that's not that's again one of those questions about you know how how has your faith changed, matured, or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a journey, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly more than I did before because um, for for multiple reasons, but not the least of which is. I'm just not 10, 10 hours a day in meetings, right? I mean, I'm not yeah, it's coming changed. home from those 10 hours a day or, or five days in India and being exhausted and just sort of being spent, right? I mean, I just have much more um, space and time and um, um, willingness 
、uh, to 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 participate in that. I think it's good that you said that you're now living the life and you're living the life that you want to live. You know, obviously with grace, because people seem to sometimes put the pressure on someone and say,、um, you know, since you have received this huge healing, you got to be this, or you have to be like this, or you have to change. And I don't think that people should put guilt on each other, especially when they've received, you know, a grace of healing. What do you think? Yeah, that's an interesting comment.、Um, I mean, you know,、uh, so many times in our lives, my life included,、um, we're measuring ourselves against others, and and this is a question, you know, sort of expressed in one way that I think is actually a state、um, measure yourself against my perspective of what you should be, not 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 your perspective of what you should be. Correct, and、um, you know that's that's that is a that is an imposition. But I've been blessed. I mean, I, I have never had somebody in this whole experience say to me, you know, anything like, "Well, you got what you deserved," or "This is, you know, or or you know, now is your time to go, you know, sort of embrace God in a different way." No, I've gotten none of that. Oh, that's、right? that's what good. I've, what I've、mm-hmm. what I've gotten from people is really just a tremendous amount of energy,、mm-hmm. um, a tremendous amount of.、Um, Uh, support through the process, a tremendous amount of willingness to say things that they might not have said before, because my vulnerability created some vulnerability for them.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, it's you know, when you talk about being you know touched by something, right? This has been a very、um, unique experience for me, and you know, where where you know being touched by the divine is. In context of life, not sort of an interruption of life.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. It is a, a wonderful statement that we have met, and and just as much as been amazing for you, it has each of these has been you know, experiences have been very amazing for me too. To hear it from the outside in. Yeah, if anyone has the、um, the unfortunate <laughs> situation to have cancer, but has the blessing to have. Have you participated in their healing?、Uh, it is a tremendous experience.、Um, oh, thank it, you. It, 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 no, it really. I mean, you, you, you have a unique gift, and it's you know some days I'm sure it's a burden to you, but it, but at the end of the day, it's a gift.、Yeah. And、mm-hmm. your willingness to to sort of jump into someone else's life to help them through the through a process is you know it's it's a it's a re- remarkable thing, and I'm grateful for it. Oh well, thank you so much. Thank you for trusting me. And so, Bob, you've been very candid about sharing the details of your last year. We know now that you have an A-type personality, but besides that, there is no shyness about it. But there's a black and white boldness in the way you describe the inner thinkings and the inner workings of your heart regarding this this grace that you received. Why is that? When when something big happens to us. Um, it, it sort of shatters your world, and then you got to rebuild it. And then it's easy to talk about because it was a process, right? Right. Oh, it just—it was an event. It happened. Now let me tell you about my event.、Um, I think women have a different way of processing, and one of those the ways that they that they are able to process uniquely, in particular, this is true of I think mothers who raise children,、mm-hmm. is <laughs> they have events all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just—I mean—it's just—and so. So their, their their mind is 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 already ready to absorb、mm-hmm. all these things,、right. and so it's not as disruptive,、mm-hmm. uh, and therefore it might not be as、uh, easily expressed,、uh, right. and or it might not 
maybe perhaps women are not as willing to talk about it because it's just it's just part of the fabric of life. Mm-hmm. So they've you know, asked for grace. For guys, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, a two by four across the face. Right. <laughs> You'd be really right. good for it. What's your idea of success right now? What does that look like to you? Oh, come on. That's a really hard question to answer. <laughs> um, you know, success success is a, is a, again, it's one of those complicated things, right? Mm-hmm. My mind has shifted away from sort of professional and financial success and more towards like, you know, how do I help others? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a PhD in Shakespearean literature, right? That was, I intended to teach in the university. Oh, yeah. Right. I ended up with this accidental career. I forgot. Yes. So, yeah. So now I, now I get to teach. Now I get to instruct. Now I get to coach. Mm-hmm. Like all the stuff that I get to do with these companies work, I'm working with at Goldman. I'm just coaching. Mm-hmm. So that's one form of success. Mm-hmm. Another form of success is, like I mentioned, I have a new grandson, right? And so, you know, for me, it's just the joys of of um, being grandpa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and being able to sort of just live live in that experiential sense, be part of the journey as opposed to the destination. Success is very much more about participation than it is about outcomes. I'm really glad you're um, mentioning joy. Joy is such a great thing, and people just forget to mention that their their life now is about living with joy and happiness. Yeah, you know, my wife has. Um, has for years written little notes down electronically and otherwise about joy and, and has threatened to write uh, a, a book on joy. But it is, it is truly one of those things where, um, you know, again, we're blessed to be Catholics. We're blessed to be faithful people. Um, and joy is a big part of that. Joy is, joy is journey. Joy is not outcome. And so that's, that's a big part of what I think is, you know, when I when I think about success now, it's it's much more about the journey than it is about the outcome. And so, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where I could kind of go on forever about what does success look like. What advice would you leave for our Grace That Reigns listeners? First is, if you're if you were in a situation similar to mine, take the first step. Don't be fearful. Accept the fact that you don't know, but take the first step. Because in taking the first step, you start on the journey. And and it'll be complicated. It may not have the same outcomes that I've had. But along the way, the people you will meet, people like Jacqueline, the, my oncologist, the surgeon, my friends, the people you meet along the way on the journey of something like this who give you energy and sort of fill your sail comes from a perspective of taking the first step, submitting yourself to a little bit of the sort of fear of lack of data, the fear of no knowledge, um, embracing the things that become shockingly apparent to you about family, about, you know, friends, about sort of what living the life really means, uh, embracing your faith in a, in a, in a different way. Um, you know, it's, it all starts in that first step. In my case, that first step really was the call you and I had on Friday night um, because it was, you know, there's two, there's two experiences. I think I mentioned this to you yesterday. There's two experiences that, that I kind of point to as like just remarkable mm-hmm. um, in, in this whole process. The first is um, having the sacrament of last rites administered oh, yes. by, by Father Dominic. Right. Father Dominic is a key um, player, all of this. He's a key player in all of this. And he's, he's, um, 
a tremendous friend and he's incredible himself as an unbelievably gifted human being yes i agree a, a, a very faithful and holy priest um but he introduced us yes and yes. it was it was at, it was actually at and um after just before sunday mass mm. it was at the church he had just finished giving me the sacrament mm. and he said i have a friend if you're willing mm. that i want to introduce you to and I, of course, when Father Dominic says something, it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so mm-hmm. his trust in you sort of became my trust in you, even though I had no idea who you were. Well, right. I, so that, right. that, that sort of, that you, you call faith a lot of things, but one of the things that is just fundamentally sort of distinctive about faith is, is taking that first step, even when you don't know where you're going. And that... That's kind of what this whole thing's been about. Well, Bob, thank you so much. You um, you opened my eyes today. You've opened my eyes because, you know, to hear the story all over again and being on the outside, now hearing it from another perspective, um, I'd like you to join Grace That Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a big part of it, right? I mean, yeah. Grace That Reigns has been has been a huge part of it. So, um, hmm. yeah, I mean, you have, you have both a gift and you have a, uh, you have a charity that you run as well. And that's a part of, part of all of this. So, um, you know, I, I, I ask people to support, support, support your work because it's, you know, as a, as an individual and as a, as a, um, ministry, hmm. um, it's profound. Oh, thank you, Bob. Uh, God is great. God is just really awesome and great. And um, I want to thank everyone for listening because this is an exceptionally beautiful and honest human me- being that, I, that I've met. Nothing is by coincidence. God has brought us together, and I'm so grateful to know him and his and Marie and his family. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Jacqueline. I appreciate uh, all of this. This is Jacqueline Lowe signing out. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel called Grace That Reigns Society. Or sign up for our newsletter at www.gracethatreigns.com. Music